All right, everybody. It's Monday, February 22nd, 6 o'clock Mountain Time, 8 o'clock Eastern Time. Joined by a fan favorite, a dual sport athlete, a good friend, all-around great guy, Devin Wilson, who is in the great city of Richmond right now. A little bit about Devin, played some football, played some basketball, holds the freshman record for assists at Virginia Tech with 148. He also holds the record for sixth in program history in assists total over his career. But Devin, really looking forward to chopping it up. How's everything going today? Man, great day. Great Monday. You know, get kick off the week strong. Got a game tomorrow. Uh, so everything's looking up. How you been? I've been good, man. I've been traveling around, um, you know, d- again, doing skiing, just kind of doing the whole nomad thing. But who, who are you guys playing tomorrow? Catch us up on kind of VCU basketball and kind of, I guess, everything that you've been up to since you've left uh, you've left school. Uh, yeah, so we actually play, we play St. Louis tomorrow. Uh, we're, I think we're still sitting in first place in the conference right now, so we're doing well over here at VCU, which is a good thing. Uh, just trying to, you know, give my experience to the guys that are working here right now. I'm, right now I'm getting my uh, master's at the Center for Sport Leadership that they have here at uh, VCU. Uh, it's a great program so far, and I'm in like one class right now. So just kind of finishing up uh, my master's in this last semester. But uh, season's going strong and just been kind of keeping chipping at it. So I was going to save this for a little later, but since you brought it up, I was reading an article earlier today kind of about how you ended up becoming uh, at VCU, pursuing this opportunity and becoming a GA. Would you mind kind of sharing that process? I know Coach Williams put, uh, pay, uh, paved the way a little bit for you there, and you were even considering going to law school at some point. How did you end up uh, GAing at VCU, and kind of what are you what are you pursuing right now? Yeah, so actually after the season, I, I kind of wanted to like explore playing pro, so I went to like the Eurobasket down in Vegas, uh, did that for a little bit, and then that kind of just faded off after a while. I realized like maybe that's not something like I wanted to kind of pursue a little bit if I couldn't play like overseas, overseas. Uh, so like when I was just I was just at home, kind of thinking about what what should I do, you know what I mean? And then I knew I always wanted to be an athletic director, so like I was like, all right, what's the next steps? And kind of formulated from there. So I was like, well, the best person to ask that is either Wit or Buzz. So I was like, let's haul it up to Blacksburg. So came up to Blacksburg. Uh, Stayed for the weekend, got to meet with Buzz, and he kind of told me about VCU's program. And he said, like, they accept a whole bunch of different GAs. There's, like, a bunch of different spots you could get. And I was like, all right, well, let, let's try that. So pretty much I went home, load, logged on. And it was interesting because I didn't even, like, sign up to be a basketball GA here. Uh, I just kind of sent in all my paperwork. I wanted to be kind of in development, like, fundraising kind of, like, or just operations, something like that. And – uh I actually, I sent in my application and like, I guess whoever read it, they sent it over to basketball, like immediately, I guess like they recognized just from the Virginia ties. And uh, they called me that night and pretty much were like, Hey, do you want to be a basketball GA? Like we could, we'll give it to you right now if you want. And it kind of just kind of stemmed from there over the next couple months until I kind of arrived in June. That's awesome. And then what, what kind of is your, what does your day to day consist of? What have you, what have, what is your responsibilities within the basketball program? Uh, so I'm an oper- I'm more of like operations GA. I kind of help the Dobo more. Uh, I, I don't really want to get into coaching. Like I said, I want to be an athletic director. So I want to get an administration, kind of the development side. And uh, so I kind of do more like a handling the money or, you know, we, we uh, practice squad, you know, helping the guys work out, rebounding. Uh, I still get my lift in at 645. You know, I got to stay, got to stay big. You know how it is. Uh, other than that, just just a normal, just everyday sport life. It's it's just being a GA instead of being the athlete has kind of put things into shape, and it's, it's it's been a fun ride so far. And over your time from you know getting to VCU or even back at Virginia Tech, 
what are some of the lessons or things that you're really trying to hone in on uh, to kind of add to your resume or kind of, you know, add different tools to your toolkit in order to be a successful uh, athletic director? Uh, just building relationships. That's one thing I've been working on, just keeping in touch, keeping in touch with people like you. Like when you hit me up today out of the blue, it was awesome to kind of hear from you. Just kind of maintaining those relationships after the fact uh, is something I've been working on. Um, just kind of understanding how to run a program also as a business. Uh, that's kind of why I want to kind of pursue the athletic director route. I want to kind of oversee everything and think that's something I would kind of specialize in. Uh, but other than that, just kind of stay on top of things. That's why I'm going to the master's program now for the Center for Sport Leadership, where we, we learn things like sport business and team dynamics, just kind of everything that kind of goes into being a leader in the sport industry. And it's been really, really beneficial for me so far. And then what's next for you education wise? Uh, so you wrap up at VCU in May, I believe, right? And then what, what, what comes after that? Uh, so, yeah, I actually got admitted into the uh, sports MBA program at San Diego State. So I'll be out on the West Coast next year, kind of to further my education to really just kind of build a solid foundation for myself. Getting into this business is, is hard, especially if you want to be an athletic director. And it doesn't help that also like being a minority, also trying to be an athletic director is also very, very hard. Uh, I want to be in the Power Five Conference. And I think right now there's maybe 12 or 13 minority uh, athletic directors in the Power Five. So it's, it's a tough route to kind of go down. So I'm just trying to just add as much things to my arsenal and to my toolkit, like you were saying, as possible to kind of help me in my career. I was going to ask you, I'm going to ask you this about basketball and who you kind of looked at, uh, looked after or some people that you kind of take lessons from. Are there certain athletic directors, whether they be in the power five level or presidents at the, uh, you know, at the professional level that you look up to, or you kind of read along or follow? Uh, with Babcock for hundred percent. I, th- I think he's one of the best ADs in the country. Uh, we had, uh, I get to talk to him like every other couple months, you know, he kind of, I try to stay in touch with him as much as possible, especially from, he kind of came in to tech around the same time I did. Uh, he was there for all the transition, all the changes. Uh, so we kind of have that, you know, that relationship of just being there from the beginning and seeing our, the program grow from where it came from. And uh, so I, we stay in touch a lot. Uh, I also look up to uh, Martin Jarman. He just got the job over at UCLA. Uh, he's a great athletic director, just got them to sign with Jordan and there's his teams are doing well over there. So those are probably the two main ones. And then we have a great athletic director here at VCU too, Ed McLaughlin. He, he does a great job of fundraising and kind of putting together teams that are just every single year competing for championships within their conference. So I've been able to kind of view a bunch of different athletic directors, which has been really, really helpful for me. I think something that you definitely have in common uh, with, uh, with uh, Mr. Babcock that was always impressive to me was you kind of always view the athletic director as kind of removed or again, it's, Oh, it's the operational guy. It's the guy in the suit, but he was always very accessible, always very easy to talk to um, and, you know, reached out to everybody, whether someone was dealing with injury or, or anything, he was always very involved. And I think that was one of the things that really separated him as a fantastic athletic director, aside from just making great hires at his time at Virginia tech. Right. Yeah. He's definitely famous for the great hires. That's for sure. (laughs) Um, So let's talk a little bit about your career at Virginia Tech. You spent your first few years under Coach Johnson uh, and then transitioned into Coach Coach Williams uh, and were really kind of a part of the absolute culture overhaul that happened at Virginia Tech. Can you kind of talk about your time with Coach Johnson, that transition into Coach Buzz and kind of how all that uh, how how all of that unfolded? Yeah. uh, So first my first year I had with Johnson uh, and then after that that year, like I think it was couple weeks after that they uh they let him go 
and uh, brought Buzz in. They actually brought Buzz in pretty quickly. Like, so it was a, it was a quick hire for them because he kind of knew what he wanted, which was great. He knew he wanted to build a program and what better place than a team who was in last place for the last two years. So, uh, but it was, it was a difficult transition for me personally, just going from one aspect to another. If, if you know Buzz, especially Virginia Tech fans, they, they know him pretty well enough. He's a, he's an intense person and kind of a uh, different kind of character than, than James Johnson, even than Mike Young as well. So you kind of had to adjust to him. And that's kind of what I had to do. I think in the first, my first year with Buzz that we had six or seven guys who ended up transferring out, I'm pretty sure. So like people were leaving left and right. And I was, I was literally the last person, me and Dave Jackson, the strength coach were the last two people that kind of standing from the, the prior program. So I kind of have a little bit of pride in that because I think it shows, you know, my dedication to the game and kind of dedication to the school as well. I, I love Virginia Tech, love Blacksburg, much like you. And, you know, kind of standing in a place like that has been a real love for me. So the transition was kind of hard for me at first, but, you know, you got used to it after a while. And we started winning a lot of games. I got to say the one one thing that really stuck out to me about your career, and I, and I got there uh, on Buzz's first year. And the talk of the town was the basketball team, before, before everything changed, the basketball team's really, really bad, but you get to come in and you get to watch really good players come in. And I kind of noticed that change. You remember this game, Jalil Okafor came in and he probably dropped, he probably scored 36 points on like 32% shooting. He shot a million for free throws. Um, and I remember you were, the, you were, what were you saying? That I remember it very well. Yeah. And um, I was like, well, wait, we have a really good basketball team here. And you were the only familiar face that really anybody kind of knew. But you were the ultimate teammate in the fact that you went from being the guy that led the team in assists, set the freshman record, to having a little bit of a different role for the rest of your career. How are you able to continue to be a great teammate and embrace that change of role with the coaching change? Uh, I'm all about winning. I, I just want to win at the end of the day. Like In practice, I want to win. I want to be the champion. I want to be successful in whatever I'm doing, whether that means I play a little bit or I play a lot. So my, my freshman year, I was playing – 35 plus minutes a night and we were last place in the conference and then my sophomore year I think I was playing 30 plus minutes again and we were last place in the conference so it's, it's one of those deals where you have to kind of look at yourself like all right what does this team need how can I help and I kind of learned that in my junior year when you know we brought in so many great players it was Seth Seth was got got to play that year Zach J-Rob and Chris and uh, KJ all came in like we started to bring in a bunch of really really good players so like it was obvious that you know time was going to get kind of dispersed and I was fine with that. That was something I remember coach buzz actually even asked me and Seth, he's like, who do you guys think should be like the starting five for the game? And we both were like, like put Robin, like let me and Seth come off the bench. Like we can provide a spark off the bench. Like, and I think we actually ended up on like a six game uh, winning streak to end up actually going to the NIT. I think it was. Uh, so it actually worked out like, you know what I'm saying? So it was one of those, you just kind of, kind of give up kind of your ego and everything else and kind of just think about the team and want to win. When you look at the success that has transpired with Virginia Tech basketball, both after you left and after uh, Coach Williams has left. When you look back at all of, all of the changes that took place and all of the things that had to fall into the right direction, what do you think really was the turning point for Virginia Tech basketball when it became not the laughing stock of the ACC and, quite frankly, competing for ACC championships at this point? Yeah, that's a good question. I, th I think uh, my sophomore year when we won our we won the game in the ACC tourney, we didn't have a great season but that one win in the ACC tourney I think gave belief kind of in all of us personally like like okay this is possible like what we're doing is actually working like we improved we won more games 
we won better games against better competition. You know what I'm saying? So I think all that work kind of piled up and we kind of believed in ourselves. And then that following year in buzzes, I think it was his second year, my junior year is when we actually, then we made it to the NIT, you know what I mean? So we took that next step. And then the year I played football was the year they made it to the NCAA. So like each year was another step within it. And I think it kind of started with that first ACC tournament win against Wake Forest, which I know it's, it's small, but I think it just gave us the belief in that locker room to kind of like, okay, th- what we're doing is, is working. Like all the crazy stuff we do in that gym, like it, it's, it's actually paying off. So that's, that's kind of where I'd say it happened. I was there. That was the goofy year that it was in Brooklyn. You had the ACC tournament in Brooklyn that one year. Wasn't that the year it was in Brooklyn? Uh, let me, let me, I don't, it might've been, I think it was one of the years it was in Greensboro, my sophomore year. Okay. I'll, I think it was, it was one of the last years. In Brooklyn because it we was, played Wake both years, I believe, in yep. the ACC tournament. Okay. It was one of the last years. I'd be remiss to ask. So I want to ask you about your time with football. You have spent time with the SEC <laughs> Coach of the Year for Basketball and probably one of the hottest, uh, hottest names and assistants in football with Coach Wiggins over at Alabama, now, now a national champion. What did you take from your time with the football team? Uh, what did you learn? What did you want to bring to the team? And uh, did that have any effect on you and how you approach sports or a good view for your future? How did you view your time with the football team? I loved my time with the football team. It was it was so different, and and you can speak to it. You know, basketball guys they're they're your good friends. Like it's just a different vibe from football and basketball, locker room wise, on the field, just hanging out together. Everything's kind of different, and and that's what I loved most about it. Like your locker mates, like I was like next to like Tremaine Edmonds, and like uh, Terrell was right next to me as well. So like I had like so much different like people around me than I was used to being over in basketball. That, like I just loved my experiences, like especially for that year. Like we went to the ACC championship, played in the Belk Bowl that year. Like, like there was nothing short of experiences that I didn't get to experience. That I think playing one year of football, like randomly, is something that like, like wow, I didn't expect all this to happen. Like this is awesome. Like what it got to happen. I even got to go home at the to pit. Like you know what I mean, and play on the Hines. Like just being able to see your family, like. Small things like that is what kind of made my experience for football. Just I loved every second of it. Didn't play much, but I loved all, I loved all of it. I think you hit a very interesting point there. Kind of the dynamic between that, like the Hooper mentality and the football mentality. I always thought it was so cool. Like the basketball team was always together, whether it was going to Tots, going to DP Doe. I, you guys were always together all the time. And the cool thing about football is you get guys like. Like you said, you get like Wyatt Teller and Dion Newsom will have lockers next to each other. You just got this big hodgepodge of 140 guys who aren't as similar, just kind of getting to know each other, shuffling lockers around. And it's definitely a different dynamic, but it was uh, it was awesome to have you over there um, over there for that year. Um, but yeah, we're going to run into uh, we're going to jump into rapid fire here and then we're going to let you go. I know it's getting late on the East Coast. Uh, so first thing that pops in your mind, don't know the questions, but here they, here they come. Here we go. What's the what's your favorite restaurant in Blacksburg? Uh, DP Doe. DP Doe is your favorite restaurant. If you if you're going anywhere anytime, is DP Doe? What what are you getting at DP Doe? It's uh, got to be the buffer zone or the barbecue chicken zone. One of the Roni Zoni. The Roni Zoni. Every twice on Sundays, I'm getting a Roni Zoni, my man. All right, no dipping sauce. You get an extra marinara. Oh, yeah. or what? I'm getting the extra marinara in, okay. in, in the thing. Yeah. Is this, whether it's whether it's lunch, dinner, late night, after going to Tots or any of that, I'm I'm getting a Roni. Okay. Roni Zoni, toughest matchup uh, that you had in college. T.J. Warren. T.J. Warren. Okay, why? 
Uh, he had like 30 something that night and he was just, it was threes, mid range floaters. There was a point we boxed and want him and he still had 30 plus points. That's how, that's just how, you know, it was just, it was rough. Where is he now? Does he play for Indiana or he was uh-huh. last in Indiana? Okay. That's right. Yeah, he, remember he was going crazy in the bubble. Didn't he get a, who did he get in a fight? He got in a fight with, uh, with Jimmy, Jimmy Butler. Who did he get in a fight with? That was Jimmy. Yeah, that's Jimmy. right. That's right. Uh, favorite spot to eat in Richmond. Uh, Lady Nolens, it's called. It's a brunch spot. Really, really good. Okay, okay. What's your order there? Uh, they have like really, really good chicken and waffles. Okay. Really, really good chicken and waffles. Funniest teammate for football and basketball? Basketball, probably Zach Liday. <clears throat> 100% basketball, Zach Liday. Football, Ooh. oh, I thought Bucky was hilarious. That was my man. Yeah, I was Bucky was Bucky was funny to me. He was funny in the ways like you'd have to really be tuned in and listening to like what people are saying under the breath. He was that exactly. kind of that yeah. kind of like and I was always with the receiver, so like every time like I'd always be able to hear like the stuff under the breath. Like and that's what and, like hilarious. Had, there were a bunch of guys like that though. Jig was like that, Dion was like that. We had countless guys, just the under the breath guys. Uh what is your NBA finals prediction? Uh Lakers Nets basketball. Do you have time? Yeah, yeah, okay, especially right, for the right. Lakers game because they don't they don't play until like ten. I'm going to the Lakers game on Wednesday. Lakers oh, play the Jazz right here in Salt Lake City. They're letting thirty oh, percent. I'll be, be there. That's gonna be a great game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Lucky man. Yeah, they- uh, Lakers Nets. Lakers four two. How do we fix my Celtics? We got issues. You need to keep your your core with Brown and Tatum, and then you need to surround them with people like they do with the Lakers. Surround so, them. You don't need a Kemba. You don't need someone who's going to take volume shots. You need someone who's going to play off them and their strengths very, very well. well and then let them just go crazy and give them all the confidence in the world. It's the only way. Yeah, I agree. I, I'm saying my, my one thing without hitting the panic button is I'm a big Marcus Smart. You remind me of Marcus Smart. Just one of those guys who just glues it all together. He's been out for a while. I thought he tore his Achilles when I saw it live. I was, I was like, <laughs> damn, it's over. Uh, I really think that we're just missing. We're just missing Marcus. Are we going to compete for a championship this year? Probably not. But if we go 500, and I'm Jalen Brown or I'm Jason Tatum, and today's NBA guys could be asking for a trade. But that's actually that's your comp, Marcus Smart. You were the Marcus Smart of Virginia uh, of Virginia Tech for. Two, I, have, three. I have no problem with that. I love his. I, I, yeah, I was definitely that, and randomly would make threes. Oh, that was yeah. definitely for sure. Yeah. A lot of energy, high energy guy, great team. Charges. Come on, man, diving for loose balls, Devin. <laughs> This has been way too long, man. It's always good to catch up with you. We'll have to get together here soon. This is your opportunity. Shout outs. Who do you got to shout out? What do you have to plug? What do you have going on? This is uh, this is this is your segment. Uh, no one to shout out. Just just want to thank you for you know the opportunity to get on here and kind of speak kind of my experiences that I had at Virginia Tech. I loved it there in Blacksburg. Love Virginia Tech as a as a community, as a campus, as a as a university. Uh, so just want to shout out them. Uh, for for giving me my time for my a great five years, and then also shout out to VCU for hosting me for another two years, and hopefully we can kind of get this W tomorrow. But overall, just thank you, man. I appreciate for appreciate you Absolutely. having me, always. Absolutely, I got you with uh, San Diego restaurant recommendations. You're oh, gonna yeah. love it, and I'll definitely uh, I'll definitely be out to visit. That is the best place there is to be in America. You're gonna love it, man. Oh yeah, definitely. You gotta get out there, especially with the weather like that. Mm. Yeah. Take care, brother. Definitely, man. Appreciate you. Thank you. All right, everybody. Welcome back to the Sons of Saturday Virginia Tech podcast here. It is Sunday, February 21st. Uh, It's 8.44 p.m. Eastern time. My name is Pat Finn. We got Grayson Wimbish 
on the West Coast. We got Billy Ray Mitchell out West, but not on the coast. Uh, we, it's it's been a while since we've all uh, we've all jumped in here together. Uh, you know, people are people are doing their thing. We're we're doing interviews one off here. Uh, you know, Chris Himes came on last week, and that was great. But um, we're back together. And we're excited to catch up, catching up with the Suns. It's uh, it's going to be an exciting week. First of all, we have to give our shout outs here to our favorite pharmacy in the entire world. Dr. Jeremy Counts down there on Main Street in Blacksburg, Virginia at the Main Street Pharmacy. Folks, I've been to I've been to several pharmacies in my day. You know, probably a couple dozen, maybe like 50. And uh no one does it better than Jeremy at Main Street Pharmacy. They care about this Blacksburg community more than any corporate pharmacy out there. They got the vaccine set up. Check out their social media. Uh, you can get more information about distribution of the vaccine at Main Street Pharmacy, where you're not a number. You are a neighbor. You are cared for because you are a hokey and you love Dr. Jeremy Counts at the Main Street Pharmacy. That being said, we're, I think we're going to just you know kind of have a conversation, catch up here. Life updates. We'll start with uh, we'll start with cross country. Bill, what are you doing? Where are you? What's the craziest thing to happen to you this week? How are the slopes today? Uh, the slopes were fantastic. Um, got up around seven thirty. Had an espresso. Uh, Dave whipped up an espresso. I whipped up uh, a smoothie, and other Billy rolled himself out of bed, and we got out to the slopes pretty early. I'm currently in Park City, Utah. Little little position switch. Really enjoying it, um, just being out here and doing a whole bunch of skiing, doing some work, doing whatever we got to do. Uh, I appreciate the Billy Come Home tweets. I'm going to be home at some point. I'm not sure when that's going to be, but I'm not going to not come back. I will be back on the East Coast sometime soon. Um, so really fired up about that. And I'm, I'm gravitating closer and closer and closer to my friend Grayson. I'm really looking forward to getting together with him again. The last time that I hung out with Grayson, I had a flight back and there was a dead animal in my bed. So hopefully we'll have a little bit of a change of uh, change of pace. But Grayson, what's going on with you over on uh, wait, wait, wait. La La Land? Before 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 we hear the Grayson update. Oh, please. I know. I know there's like this big diet you're doing. Um, oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how in depth we want to go on. That. I didn't bring I it up. Know. I didn't bring this it up. Not a, talk about it. This is nah, a surprise. I'll talk about it. No, I don't ahead. know if this That's is a dieting fine. podcast. Uh, so tell us about the diet. And also, have you done Gotcha Cutoff? Have you, have you done that run yet? That is one of the best runs at Park City. Gotcha Cutoff. It's very much secluded. And, I don't think uh, so. Dave, we need to do Gotcha Cutoff. I've never heard of it. Um, um, I'll, I'll fill you in uh, off, off, the, uh, off the record here. But talk please to us about do. The, the yeah, whole- I mean, so sharing a good bit of the, of, the, of the ski material online, but have not really shared as much of – this is day six of Whole30. Um, I started Whole30 after I, I, there's a scale here that I found in the kitchen. I pulled it out. When I left New Jersey, I was like 283, 284 pounds. And I stepped on a scale. I'm like, I wonder if I, you know, broke 275. Step on a scale, 263. So basically I've lost 20 pounds in the last month. And I'm like, why stop there? Why stop there? So we're going Whole30. That's no legumes. That's no added sugar. That's no dairy. That's no, you know, so lots of, you know, burgers with no buns, uh, you know, eggs, bacon, um, 
but I'm enjoying it. It's not that bad. We're eating all our food in, saving a bunch of money on dining out. Um, and it's gone, uh, it's gone very well. So down 23 pounds so far. Um, and, uh, super, super fired up. Skinny Billy is actually, is actually happening this time. You're going to be looking like, uh, you're going to be looking like Will Montgomery by the time you're done all this. I, mean, I, I Will Montgomery you, was a like massive Saturday he, or he some of the people dude. that, yeah, some of the people that I'm really, uh, that I'm really inspired by, um, you know, Joe Thomas, a former offensive lineman for the Browns dude looks like he runs marathons now. So yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's good stuff. I'm enjoying it. I appreciate you, you letting me shameless plug the, uh, the transformation here. It's been, uh, it's been a ton of fun and we're not done yet. We're not done yet. Well, kudos to you, Bill. You know, I, uh, Sons of did not meet our initial goal in 2020. I mean, the pandemic started. I remember we said 20 pounds in 2020 and, uh, I think at least towards this, the, the tail end of 2020, you and I had both not, uh, done both of those things. So as a result, a little slap on the wrist. I did sober January, uh, was completely dry in all of January and, uh, started to watch the, the LBs go down as well. Uh, I am, I am now allowing myself to drink on the weekends again, but I, I hope that that downward trajectory continues. Uh, also, I want to give you credit, Bill, for saying espresso the correct way. Uh, I, I noted that You're not espresso, espresso. Uh, no, there's no X anywhere in that word. Same with especially. That's not a word. It's especially. Just want to point that out. Honestly, that's pretty much it for me, Pat. What have you been up to, man? I uh, it's it's been a hot minute, dude. Yeah, we uh, some life updates here. Some significant updates. Got back from uh, from Colorado and. Officially, as of 24 hours ago, I am a, a full-time resident of Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, shout out to the Charlotte you. Hokies. Shout out to South End and, uh, and, and Plaza Midwood and Noda and all the, all the fun Charlotte neighborhoods. There's a lot of fun Hokies down here. There's a lot of college football fans down here. We got warm weather. We got nice golf. We got a two and a half hour drive to Blacksburg. It's nothing. Um, so we are in Charlotte. Hit me up. We'll grab some Juicy J uh, at, at Legion Brewing Brewing Company. Uh, if you're a Charlotte Hokie, uh, but yeah, that's that's what I've been up to. Um, really excited about living down here. This place is fantastic. Um, yeah, if you've been listening to Sons of Saturday, you know I was down here for a bit in the fall uh, last year. And now we're here to stay. It's permanent. I'm getting, you know, I'm going to get the uh, the Carolina decals or uh, the Carolina license plates, you know, driver's license, all that good stuff. Um, but yeah, on my way down, went to Blacksburg, stopped in, met my little sister for lunch. We went to Cabo Fish Taco, Grayson's favorite uh, restaurant in Blacksburg. I'm going to keep my mouth shut. <laughs> and man, being back in Blacksburg is just it's just always great but this was unique and a fun time to be there well not fun but uh it was pretty cool because of this ice storm that swept through some parts of southwest Virginia and every single tree is just kind of covered with a a thick layer of ice and in the sunlight it glistens and you feel like you're in like a an ice forest or like wonderland or like you had to. You kind of had to Blacksburg, it. Pat. Hell yeah! Paint no? the picture, I, Pat. Can we like talk was, about? Can we talk about that for a second? Like snow days in Blacksburg, some of my favorite memories in college. Just, just the magic of like snow two. Day. 
Were there like two? Every, well, it's funny because everyone, everyone's kind of like freaking out because, you know, you got the old guard who gets on Facebook or Twitter and say, you know, it was snowing upside down and sideways and we never missed one class from the snow. Cool, and then you bro. get the, and then you get cool. the, and then you want a cookie? <laughs> and then you get, the, well, it's, it's, it's like a signal of how the university's changed too, but oh, sure. you get, um, you get, the folks like five or six years ago or whenever it was when there was like that fake snow day and the entire student body, it was an uproar because they thought they were going to get school off. And then it was like, I think it was like a joke. It was like the boy who cried wolf for a snow day at Virginia tech. And then there was the day that was like negative temperatures with the wind chill. And it said, we still have class just make sure to wear like a face covering to protect your lungs. I remember that. That was wild. <laughs> that was I insane. That. I do remember that. And then wasn't there a day where they canceled class and then uncanceled class? I think oh. that's I think that's what I was kind of referring to, um, like the fake snow day or whatever. I, okay, okay. We're gonna have to we're gonna have to get someone to uh to kind of pull up some receipts. I know it was like uh it was crazy on on Twitter when that day happened. But um, if anyone has an old email, like that was on like the school listserv, pull it up, take a screenshot of it, put it on the timeline. But um, now it seems like school gets canceled a lot easier, and that's and that's what brings everyone back to talk about their experiences of how school was never canceled. But snow days in Blacksburg were the best. The ice was cool coming down 81 from Blacksburg to Charlotte and just seeing like this ice forest was something out of uh, out of like a movie or a fairy tale. And I was taking pictures and trying to take like a video and it, it didn't do it justice. But that was great. I guess snow we're on RSA, bro. A snow day. We had the one one snow day. I think it was like either the week of or the week before St. Patrick's Day. And that was one of my absolute favorite days of college. Absolutely unbelievable. So we're talking about the seasons. We're talking about winter. We're going to get into a, a segment about seasons in Blacksburg. You know what else changes? Leases change. That's right. I was on, I lived in four different places in my four years. That's not necessarily what I recommend what you do, but I am going to recommend that you sign your next lease at the hub on campus in Blacksburg, Virginia. I'm going to give you guys a little update here from the hub. Okay. The hub is brand new construction. No one has ever lived there in Blacksburg. Hub is a national uh, a national type of living space, but the Blacksburg hub is going to be one of the best hubs across the entire country. Construction fun fact. This is from their Instagram. Did you know over the last month, there has been an average of 190 tradespeople on site per day. Stay tuned for more construction updates from the sons from the hub. Uh, that's a lot of people on site. The hub's got to go up. You got to sign your lease there. Tell them that the Suns sent you. I mean, who wouldn't want to go check out their quartz stone countertops, stainless steel stoves, ovens, microwaves? They have refrigerators and track lighting. Backsplash tile. Go check it out at the Hub Blacksburg. And at least just follow them on Instagram. They're giving away free Peloton. Yeah, that's right. Free Peloton from the hub. And I love the Peloton. I'm not going to do a Peloton read, but Pelotons are cool, man. If, you, if they're giving away a free Peloton, you're going to want to get on that. I mean, they're giving away Pelotons. They're giving away iMac desktops, uh, hot flow yoga at Inbalance. Like, I mean, why would you not want to live there? So go check out the hub. 
tell them the sun sent you. This is the latest out of Sons of Saturday. We posted a poll on Twitter last week because we were talking about the seasons. You know, what's the best season in Blacksburg? Is it is it autumn, as Billy would call it? Is it summer? You know, have you loved a Blacksburg spring? Or do you actually, are you one of those people who thinks Blacksburg in the winter is a good place to be? Let's discuss. Let's go around the table here and uh, and talk about our experiences and give give you uh, give us all the uh, the sun stamp of uh, which season is best in Blacksburg. We'll start with Grayson. I gotta I gotta tell y'all I uh, this was at the end of my junior year, uh, and obviously you know when you're in school you experience a little bit of summer there at the tail end, but not too much. And as you go into the fall, you get all the fall with football season. You get the Arch cold winter, but you never really get to see Blacksburg for what it is in the summertime unless you live there for an entire summer. Uh, and after my junior year, I was looking for a job, didn't have one, uh, like for an internship. Uh, one of my dad's buddies needed help at his law firm, took the job, decided, boom, I'm staying in Blacksburg for the summer. Best decision I ever made. Blacksburg summer, criminally underrated, not talked about enough. It was so special because you're, you're there limited people. The town is so quiet. You know, you're going down on a Wednesday night to Sharky's. You have no homework and it's just awesome. Like you would be, you get off work, the sun's still out a little bit. You throw together a ragtag group of friends and maybe like go down, do a little picnic by the new river uh, it's just memories that I have, things like that, uh, just hanging out. Um, just Blacksburg summer, cannot stress it enough. Just magical. Everything about it, like fireflies on the drill field. I can't it's, agree with you anymore, man. It's the I mean, best. I think it's that awesome. the obvious answer to this question is is actually the fall, but it's a cop-out answer. Um, so I went with summer. Reason being, just like you said, the weather is absolutely perfect. Um, but the amount of like, so we had to do it every summer and most people were like, you know, I'd go home for the two or three weeks that I'd go home for, um, you know, when football season was over or when spring semester was over, we'd get like a week and a half and everyone was like, you know, that kind of sucks. You don't get to spend a lot of time at home. I'm like, dude, I'm going back to my favorite place during the best time of year and everyone's going to be there. So all the athletes would be there. And we, it was just, you you didn't have that much football stuff to do. You lifted weights. You had some player ran workouts, but after that, I mean, you're going to McCoy to fish. You're spending, you know, the night at the new river, starting a fire out there. Or um, like you said, going to Sharkies on a Wednesday or no homework, dude, no homework, no, not really any responsibility and just spending a bunch of time with uh, people you really care about. It was the best. I mean, there was one year where, uh, I know the lacrosse team never had to be there over the summer, but they came up for a week and we did a whole bunch of fishing and uh, tubed down the new river, which is just awesome if you haven't done it yet. Um, but Blacksburg summers, man, are just absolutely unbelievable. Um, and uh, some of the best, uh, some of the best memories I have in my time at tech were in the summer. I can absolutely vouch for the summer being an amazing time to be in Blacksburg, Virginia. I did the, Orientation. I was a uh, orientation leader summer of 2015. Shout out to 20L5. Great group of people and uh, incredible experience. You know, you're just in town for it's just quiet, you know, 
and it's just peaceful and it's just an amazing place to be. Didn't get to do too much of the outdoorsy stuff though. You know, we were, we were very busy with orientation. We were only there for a month. So it wasn't like we had the entire summer to do classes and then, you know, go have fun. Um, but I'm going to throw a little curveball here. I am definitely in the camp of spring, springtime being the best season in Blacksburg. And I have, I have a few, uh, a few reasons why. First of all, uh, I, and I know this is like Billy Ray gets on me because I don't like the fall. But I, I love the fall. I don't, I think fall weather is overrated because you know, of what's to come, you know, you, you know, you get those cold days and it's brutal. Well, the spring's kind of the opposite. You get those warm days and you get that first like 68 degree day in Blacksburg on a Tuesday and the group chat's blowing up and everyone's like, yo, let's just hang out outside, maybe drink a beer, enjoy the sunshine. Life is amazing. You know, get the work done so you can sit out on a porch and just watch the world just be in spring. <laughs> Did I, I, can I, all right. I'm going to say this springtime in Blacksburg is like, it should be like a deodorant or a candle or like, I don't know. They should, they should bottle that flavor up and, and, and make it something. Um, but like you said, so the academic calendar, 2018, May 11th is when class is over. You're not, the, the truth of the matter is you're not having that many, of those days. Um, Here's now the argument against that. The argument against your that is that everybody is going to be on campus. Unlike the summer, it is where it's like, Oh man, we're all here. It's the first nice day. I agree with you. I think spring is great. I, 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 I don't disagree with you, but to label it as like the weather is getting nice. You realistically, how many of those 68 to 75 degree days do you have in the spring semester? And that depends. That is a variable amount. My senior year, it was every other day, and we had an absolute ball. It was incredible. Um, to be that's fair. not to say some people get snow in May or snow in April, and that happens. Yeah. But you're a lot happier on a warm day in March than you are on a warm day in June because of the expectations of it's it's like a blessing, you know. Oh yeah. And people are people are just even more fired up to just have a good time. That's a good Everyone point. walks with the, with more of a pep in their step in the springtime on a warm day. I think the annoying thing about the spring in Blacksburg on the flip side of that is while you value those days way more, it's like you'll have a 75 degree day. Everyone's like, Oh dude, you know, this is great. The next day, sleet, 16, 16 yeah. degrees, sleet. <laughs> rainy, disgusting. You're walking across the drill field drenched. You're not drenched because you're drenched in sweat. It's literally like there's snow and ice down your back. I'm going to say this. I'm going to stick with summer as my answer. I also am a little biased against spring because look, not everybody loves spring ball. I don't know a lot of guys who are like, yo, I love spring ball. Spring ball is sick. Spring is a rough semester. And also spring, like, Y'all know everybody's going home and leaving and you're saying goodbye. Like it's kind of a bummer in the summertime. You're like, yo, two weeks until everybody gets back. Um, so I don't know. I, I, I think we can, but we can all agree that winter is by far the worst, the worst. in Blacksburg. Uh, I can attest to that. We're going to transition yeah. here into a little uh, just kind of around the horn uh, news that we've had going on uh, at Virginia Tech here. 
Uh, but first, want to give a shout out to Roots Natural Kitchen. Roots Natural Kitchen has done an unbelievable job. Uh, I know that a lot of their options are Whole30. A lot of their options are extremely healthy. So really? Looking, Whole30? Uh, I know. So if you're looking to, you know, make some moves and, and you know, look like Bill, you know, if you're just trying to see some Bill results, head on down to Roots Natural Kitchen. Uh, you got some really good options there. Um, but we'll definitely be this week. We'll put out a tweet, put out an Instagram with some of their new seasonal bowls that they had coming out. So definitely check those out. Really looking forward to getting back in town and getting back on that wave. But Pat, use promo code Sons of Sat in the Roots app. App sons only. Sat, app Roots only. App. app only. Don't go app up there only. and say Sons of Sat. They're not going to give you twenty percent off. You got to do it. Because people on the have app. done that. They have told us. Sons of sons of uh, of feedback. People are going up to the register and saying, "Hey, sons of Sat." I don't know if any company does that. Like, where you have a, a, an oral uh, referral code. Um, I've never heard of it. That doesn't work. So get the app. Do the damn thing the right way. Uh, but Pat, kick us off with some of these uh, some of these hokey headlines. So we'll start off with personnel in the football the football room. Uh, John Yetzi, good friend of ours, a director of recruiting who had really worked his way up the ladder since he graduated in 2015 uh, to be a level of, uh, of director of recruiting at Virginia Tech. He recently, uh, within the last few weeks here, has left Virginia Tech and is pursuing a new opportunity at Sequel uh, in Richmond. But um, just wanted to, wanted to tip our, cat, our cap to John. Um, you know, he, he did a great job at Virginia Tech and Want to wish him well in his future on endeavors. Uh, you know, Sequel's getting a, a very hard worker and someone who brings people up uh, around him. I know, Bill, you've you've worked directly with him when you were. Yeah, yeah. I, was, I just wanted to say, like, you know, I'm echoing what, uh, sentiment that all you guys feel like, you know, John's a great guy. I've known John since my freshman year at Virginia Tech um, and seeing him work when I was still playing you always knew he was working extremely hard. He was always going out of his way to build personal relationships with uh, players and go out of his way to just be a really good dude. But um, when I did spend that semester and a half in the recruiting department, I really got to see like what went into his day to day. At that point, we still are, but at that point we were extremely understaffed um, and he was just doing absolutely everything that you can imagine to just kind of keep that machine operating. Um, so I, I can't say enough positive things about him and what he's done for the school. Uh, I'm really looking forward to his next endeavor and, uh, what's coming down the pipe for him. Honestly, you know, when you talk about John Yetzi, you talk about someone who's incredibly passionate. Uh, some of my, my favorite conversations I have when I get to go home or when I, you know, I have the chance to, to go see John or meet up with John and, and talk hokey football. I mean, he's a hokey through and through. He always will be. Uh, so we can't wait to see what he does. Uh, at the sequel, very, very excited for him uh, going forward um, and, and wish him nothing but the best. Uh, we also wish Coach Daryl Tapp nothing but the best as well. He has also uh, taken another job with the San Francisco 49ers and made his way out west like uh, myself and Billy Ray. He's almost here. <laughs> he's, he's, he's making his way slowly but surely. Uh, and honestly, you know, Daryl, Coach Tapp uh, came out and said, that he didn't win a ring during his playing career, and it's always been a dream of his to do so, and he hopes to accomplish that as a coach, uh, which I think is a very, very admirable goal, and we 
also wish him uh, nothing but the best and hope that he achieves that. Uh, we can't can't wait to to be along for the ride for that one. Yeah, there's no mincing words about this. Like some people took it as I put a tweet out about it because you know Twitter was on fire when he decided to make this move. Two things can be true at the same time. Daryl Tapp is making a phenomenal personal decision. This this is a fantastic move for him. It's a no brainer. Um, I'm pretty sure anybody would would take this opportunity to go coach in the NFL and pursue a ring, especially if that's a personal goal of his. Uh, Coach Tapp played a huge part in the initiative to get former players more involved in the program and to help recruit the state of Virginia. When this first happened, you know, obviously everybody's freaking out saying, how are we going to do this? How are we going to, you know, this is all ruined, this, that, and the other. Fact of the matter is, yes, Daryl Tapp leaving is leaves a huge void but to transition into some positive news here we did bring on two fantastic uh new additions to the coaching staff first and foremost with jc price jc price looks to be like uh he could be filling that void and kind of picking up the baton where coach tap left it because he's done such a good job up until this point he was on the sugar bowl team at virginia tech he is from the state of virginia uh previously at marshall university um, which has done a really, honestly, which has done a really good job recruiting the state of Virginia at that level and having a successful program. So JC Price is coming back to Virginia Tech. And then also John Tenuta, uh, who's Luke Tenuta's father, um, who has an, just an absolutely incredible pedigree for coaching football. Um, started out at the University of Virginia all the way back in 1981. I wasn't even a thought. I don't know if my parents were even dating at that point. Um, but he's been coaching for just around 40 years. Um, he was at the University of Virginia, Cincinnati, Georgia Tech, North Carolina, Ohio State, Kansas State. Um, he has an exten- extenuous, extraneous, ex-somethinguous ex- ex- uh, <laughs> coaching pedigree. <laughs> Um, but he's going to be great to add. We added him as a senior defensive analyst, um, which is fantastic. Uh, a lot of people were kind of wondering what that job will entail. Uh, obviously, everybody kind of has the same mission to help Virginia Tech win football games. But uh, this, from what I understand, is going to be more analyzing what other teams are doing, finding weaknesses in our own schemes versus the offensive schemes that we're going against, and just kind of adding another brain to the room. Um, Coach Hamilton, he's surrounded by a lot of talented, talented coaches, um, and John Tenuta, probably one of the most tenured and experienced coaches that we have on that side of the ball. So I'm really excited about that addition, and honestly, also excited. The Tenuta family is going to have a big year at Virginia Tech next year. I'm excited to see Luke uh, continue to get better uh, and excited to add John to the fold as well. Tanuda. I love saying that word. Tanuda. So we're going to roll, we're going to roll into, uh, into some, some recruiting news that uh, happened about two or so weeks ago. It's breaking down some of Matei's film on the timeline or Matei, Matei was breaking down the film. Shout out Matei. 24 seven for giving us some, some solid analysis, but we got a recruit, a verbal commit from Devin Farrell class of 2022 uh, from Alpharetta, Georgia. He is the first commit in the 2022 class. I used to live in Georgia. Uh, Billy Ray used to live in Georgia. Is, uh, is it a little late to get our first commitment of the 2022 class? There's yes. no, th- all right. 
People are going to give me spins. There's no like timeline. This is not, you can't compare this to previous years, other years. And I mean this at every school, it just sucks that these student athletes aren't able to evaluate the schools, evaluate the coaches, evaluate uh, and have these visits from these coaches. Um, I think it's been over a year since coaches have been able to go in and speak to kids. Um, I don't know really where I'm going with this, but just understand that it's been a long time since these coaches have been able to go and speak to kids. Um, so from an evaluation perspective to compare it to like, you know, last year at this time we had this many commits. I don't think it's really a, a fair comparison. Yeah, and that's just, that's not me saying we are behind. That is me saying sure. it's different this year. Uh, and, and this class, this 2022 class is going to be very different across the board, not just at Virginia tech, but across the board, across the landscape of college football, because of the lack of evaluation, the lack of film, the lack of playing that a lot of these kids have had. A lot of them have not been able to play football. Uh, so should be very interesting to see how these classes shape up. Uh, but back to Devin, Devin is uh, again, Alpharetta, Georgia. He is an athlete. Uh, Coach Corn was his primary recruiter. Uh, he plays for quarterback. It looks like he is going to shape up as a quarterback. He's six foot, 192, uh, and he is a mobile uh, style quarterback as well. Um, go check out Matei's, uh, Matei's thread. He, he had uh, some impressive plays that he pulled out uh, from Devin's film. But, uh, you know, at the end of the day, it's good to get someone uh, committed to Virginia Tech. And uh, also plays basketball. Who knows if he's like an Isaiah Ford or Brian Randall, Jeff King, who could uh, who could play multiple sports at Virginia Tech. Um, so hopefully, uh, hopefully we see that 2022 class uh, expand a little bit here over the next few months. All right, next on the dossier, Giving Day. February 24th, Giving Day. You'll see a lot of Giving Day. Uh, content out there this week on social media and we wanted to say that we are going to participate we are all about uprosum we want to help virginia tech uh, in any way shape or form we can and we are going to be doing a sons of saturday type giving day but it's actually not going to be sons of saturday it's going to be us three as individuals seeing who can raise the most money and who can get the most donors to Virginia Tech Athletics between myself, Grayson, and Billy Ray. So check out the timeline this week. You know, if you want to donate to my cause, that'd be cool. You know, Charlotte Hokies. Dude, you don't get on. a free you don't get a free ad read for your. I was right. Audition. All right, all right, all right. I was right about to. I was right about to plug you, but now you know that was a little that was a little snippy there, Bill. You I mean, that was a little a- that was a little forward there to just go ahead and uh and throw yourself in the uh in the donate to my link category there. How about dude? Hey. You just uh you just lost a few donors. I don't think so. I think I think uh, I think we just gained <laughs> some credibility in this uh, in this competition. Um, but I, I actually have an announcement on this on this on this on this uh, on this subject. Um, so I have been recruited uh, these last few months uh, by Pat Finn, the Bryce Chalkleys, the Dave Nouses, um on this section five thing that we have going on now the last few years it's been less and less every single time you know i know a couple you know i'm starting to run out of guys that i that i know and um and it's it's time to give back to the university that gave me so much um and it's time to be all in um so i'm here to announce that 
Hilary Mitchell will be sitting his hind end in section five. He will be a first time season ticket holder um, and season ticket holder for years to come. Uh, as long as, uh, as long as we can do the damn thing, but this will be my first year. I will be in section five. I will be joining the party and I cannot wait, cannot wait to be a part of this incredible, incredible group. Really excited about it. Rock and roll. I think it's great. I can't wait to come back and visit for a game or two. Hopefully, uh, hopefully the Notre Dame game, eyeballing that one big time. Uh, and Grayson's going to come over to Section Five, and it's going to get uh, it's going to get rough and rowdy. It's going to be fun. Section Five family is tighter than any family in that stadium. I'm here to tell you. So if you're over on the West Stands, or if you're over in you know 17 or three or seven or wherever. Come join us in section five. Welcome Suffolkian too. He put it in his uh he put it in his bio, which is super cool. So Suffolkian, looking forward to partying it up with you. Man, Suffolkian is great on the Twitter. I, I was looking at his Twitter today. I saw his location, section five. I said we need more of that. We need everyone to identify themselves as, you know, what section they sit in. Yeah, you know, it'd be cool to to uh to have some rivalries or something. But uh that's fantastic. So giving day, check it out. Uh, the three of us will be doing some giving day on the timeline. Donate to all three of ours, you know, if you want to. You don't have to. You can just pick one of us. You can. But you can. May the best Wait, man win, gentlemen. Speaking of things that are awesome, Grayson, I know you have a softball update for us, but I was scrolling the timeline, and uh, the young lady that we brought on. Grace. Grace Chavez. Grace, Grace is Sending softballs into orbit. I think she has four home runs on the year so far. Uh, um, so shout out to Grace. Just Grace. out here balling out. <laughs> balling. Um, how, what's going on with uh, Virginia Tech softball? So I, I, like you said, Bill, we did have Grace on the podcast uh, last week, right before the season started. Hokie softball, man. Off to a great start. Starting the season at 7-2 and two with the sweep of Kennesaw State. The, uh, the Owls. Uh, interesting mascot. Don't know if I know of any any other owls out there, but also two conference wins against Temple. the Cle- Temple Owls. There you go. Uh, two big conference wins over the Clemson Tigers. Grace said that they were really fired up for uh, for that series, and they got two out of the three wins. And then a two out of the three wins over the 13th-ranked Florida State Seminoles, another series that Grace said she was super fired up about. Tends to get a little chippy. Uh, don't know if I'm supposed to say chippy. that, but, but softball but, chippy. Yes, softball getting a little right. chippy, right. but currently sitting four and two in conference play. That's awesome. Unfortunately, though, their next matchup against the our friends from over the hill, the Radford Highlanders, on February 24th was canceled. I imagine that has something to do either with the weather or COVID. Uh, Grace, it, it did not I'm say. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, buddy. No, you're good. It just it didn't say on Hokey Sports, so I'm I'm kind of curious as to why that one got canceled. I just wanted to say I'm kind of curious why your mascot game is not up. I mean, Temple is the Owls, Florida Atlantic is the Owls as well. I mean, we have multiple Owl teams out there. Um, surprise! Well, I, I think Kennesaw State. If if I'm not mistaken, it's uh, Scrappy the Owl. That's oh, uh, Scrappy. That's the Scrappy the Owl. I like Oscar the Owl or, or the <laughs> Owl, but we'll continue. All right, so I'm going to go like Chris Berman bah, 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 and just roll down the rest of the headlines here. 
Um, so here we go. Women's basketball update as of like two hours ago. They have won their fifth, count them, one, two, three, four, five ACC games in a row after beating Syracuse 76 to 68. They are just absolutely rolling right now. Virginia Tech baseball had their season opener today, and they won both of them. Count them, two of them. They won 12 to three over Kent State, handled business, and also a little little update from the website. The scribes of Saturday are credentialed. They're going to be handling everything going on with Virginia Tech baseball. We had Sam Jesse live tweeting it today. Uh, But keep an eye out for Chris Himes, Sam Jesse, and Joey Robertson, really specializing in baseball here and keeping you in the loop. Also, our guy, five, Justin Robinson, has been absolutely dominating in Delaware for the Blue Coats. I know a lot of teams that could use some point guard help. The Celtics have Jeff Teague, who used to crush the Celtics, and now he's probably the worst point guard in basketball. So Celtics, take a look at my guy, Justin Robinson. He's playing unbelievable. He's averaging just about 15 and five. Highlights are all over the place. We're trying to get those out to you as quickly as we can. But that's pretty much the update there. Uh, Virginia Tech Wrestling is doing great. I was going to save this to the end uh, for shout-outs, but we're all uh, pulling for uh, Makai Lewis, who suffered an injury against Pittsburgh, uh, wishing him a really speedy recovery. Again, one of the best wrestlers there are in America. Um, so hoping that he gets well soon. We have a next, the next topic coming up. We're talking about hidden dishes across campus at Virginia Tech. And look, hidden dishes, food, You know, everybody loves food, but not everybody loves taking care of their teeth, whether it be flossing, whether it be, you know, brushing your teeth every day, getting your water pick in water pick. Pat's a big water pick guy. Uh, Pat's a big Chesapeake Center for Complete Dentistry guy. We're all big Chesapeake Center for Complete Dentistry guys. If you guys or gals want to take care of your chompers, make sure you have your pearly whites for the entirety of your life. Nobody wants to be walking around at 40, missing all their teeth. Who wants that? Nobody wants that. Check it out. If you need any type of reconstruction or anything or consultations, give our guy, John Cran, Dr. John Cran, a call at the Chesapeake Center of Complete Dentistry. If you like reading as well, after you brush your teeth and after you do your Listerine, fantastic book, The Cornell Effect. I I started it this week, really enjoying it so far. Um, So check out the podcast we did with him and his book and his dental practice. So we got three things going on with uh, our guy, Cran Cam. But here we go. Hidden dishes across campus. I'll lead. I mean, let's just make this conversational, honestly. I'm going to throw a couple out there. I think Burger 37 is great. I get, like, trashed for that. I don't understand how I get trashed for it. I really enjoyed Burger 37 (laughs) because I had multiple classes in that area. Um, And I would just go crush B3s. Their fries are really good. They have a multitude of different sauces. Um, so burger 37 is great. It's kind of hidden. They do have good sauces. I would never say that burger 37 is hidden. Hidden. It's, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty out there, but I think as you get older, you frequent burger 37 less and less. Like I would hit burger 37 as a freshman all the time. And, and by senior year, it's like, I never went there. It's, and it's what didn't come from a place of, I hate burger 37. It just, yeah. You get older. It's old. It gets yeah. old. Well, it's I just old flavor. I, I, I used to drive me nuts because everybody was like, I love ABP. I love ABP. I love ABP. I love ABP. It's like dude, <laughs> soup and coffee. they have soup and coffee and they have stale bread. <laughs> There's this place, Burger 37, like 50 steps past ABP. 
All right. Why don't you go over from Albon Pun, which nobody knows what that even means, and go get yourself a greasy American hamburger. All right. Let's chill out with the clam chowder from Virginia and the tomato soup and the chicken noodle soup you can get for 99 cents a crow. Mac and cheese. The the, uh, the the grainy mac and cheese. They talked about Dude, this the bagels there. Dude, they uh. talked about this place like they invented breakfast. And it just drove me insane. Also, I just tuned any, anything anyone said about bagels out or pizza out at my time at Virginia Tech. Sorry, were you, were you Brugers guys? I was I was never a big Brugers guy. Dude, I, I was a I Brugers was guy. Co- I was in college, I was eating leftovers for for breakfast or like I I, I wasn't like hmm, what am I going to have for brunch today? I I'm going to go stand in line. Like people yeah. used to stand in that line for an hour i'm not not 40 i'm not going to abp and getting my frappuccino cappuccino joint and you know (laughs) some stale bread and the little packets of jelly i'm 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 good i'm good on that thank you i'll i'll have i'll have a hamburger for breakfast before i do that (laughs) or eat what's left of your beast of blacksburg in the fridge with your 12 or what's absolutely yeah i mean that's that's an absolute no-brainer um in terms of like other underrated places to eat I really enjoyed like the the faux chipotle that they had. I don't remember if it was in Hokey La, Grill or La Cantina. La, La Cantina. Cantina. Yeah, it was very, it was basically chipotle, and then I would get the, the secret would be if you're eating there, you get it in the to go box because the to, to, the to go box has more surface area. So if you got it on the actual plate, you didn't get as much. So I always got it in the to go box, and I would get extra chicken, extra beans, extra extra fixins. Um, and I would shake it up and I'd eat it right there. Um, and it was great. I loved it. The Carvery, I think, was criminally underrated in Owens, right next to lots of pasta. I don't think the Carvery is Thanksgiving place. That they was had all the, thanks, straight Thanksgiving food, like it, like cranberry but, sauce, turkey, mashed potatoes. That was yeah. at Thanksgiving, yeah. but typically they had rotisserie chicken, uh, delicious mac and cheese, although some days it was a little soupy, which I don't always particularly. It was like enjoy. Boston Market. No, that place. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the Carvery was a, was a hit. They always had great green beans, mashed potatoes with gravy. Like people, uh, people didn't hit that one up as much. Yeah, because I, I, Grayson, I'm one of those guys. I think I maybe went there once or twice my entire four years uh, at Carvery. I was, because I was spending too much time at Atomic Pizza getting the the secret chicken mozzarella sandwich uh, from Atomic Pizza and the to-go line. It does sound that, good. That was always really good. I got a lot of cheeseburgers at Owen's. Like low key, like you go up there, you order a cheeseburger and it comes out faster than all the other, uh, all the other sandwiches. Uh, Owen's cheeseburgers were phenomenal. Um, hmm. I got another one. Oh, 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 I got, I, I got one more. I got one more. Go, go. Hokey, Hokey Grill, Pizza Hut, ordering a sub from Pizza Hut. Insane. So good. So tasty. You, you know, you think you're getting the cheese I've sticks. I've never done that. The breadsticks, the pizza. No one knows about the sandwiches there. Really I got bad. I got a tip for anybody who is still enrolled at Virginia Tech right now. You know, so every now and again you wait for Chicken Parm Day. Chicken Parm Day is an event at Owens. I used to look forward to it, oh, it's so but that, then I got hit. Oh, oh, then, I, then, then I got hit. The sandwich, the the marinara like chicken parm sandwich that they do right next door to lots of pasta. The chicken patty, flips. Flips. 
the chicken patty that they use on that sandwich is the same one that comes in the chicken parm pasta. You could go over there any day of the week, order that sandwich, take that chicken patty out of the two pieces of bread and put it on your pasta. Boom, it's chicken parm day on a Tuesday, baby. <laughs> let me let me just enlighten y'all real quick. Last last couple DX, I'll give you guys. DX wraps. DX wraps were great. I don't know if that's underrated though, because it's I mean, not, I mean, it's not at all. You weren't doing that. What were you doing? <laughs> Deets, Blacksburg sunset. One we talked about it on Isaiah Ford pod. Absolutely unreal. Summertime, wintertime, fall, whatever. Autumn. Sorry. Uh, I think really, they have good really sandwiches good. there too. They do make rice crispy treats. Those marshmallow. Um, oh, those rice crispy treats, dude. D2. D2 is great, man. Like everybody gets so. D2 uh, one of the Homestead best. Creamery no. milk. Homestead D2 is fantastic. The milk is great. You put it, you, you get the chocolate milk, you put it, it tastes like melted chocolate ice cream. The sandwich station where you can get the sandwich made on the flat top grill is so, so good. The Another fake Chipotle. It's actually like a fake Moe's kind of. That place is really, really good. Um, the omelets, dude, at brunch the omelets, on Sunday. Dude, their brunch was so good. I got to get off this topic. Uh, <laughs> we got, I go, we gotta I go help this man out. Uh, so we'll just jump into Sharky Shadows. Like I said, shout out to Makai Lewis. I hope he gets well soon. Uh, shout out to all of the Virginia Tech football players that are training for their respective pro days or the combine coming up. Uh, it's gonna, I think there, there are a lot of talented Hokies that are going to be uh, playing some football next year at the professional level. So really excited about that. Um, and uh, Shout out to my fam. I miss him. I haven't seen him uh, in quite some time. So, and all my people. Uh, and shout out to you, Pat. Congratulations, man. You've been talking about moving to Charlotte for a long time. I'm, True. I'm, I'm, I'm happy for you, bro. For real. I know I know you're excited. When you were talking about it, there was a little twinkle in your eye. I'm, I'm, I'm happy for you, dog. <laughs> Son of CLT, man. That's awesome. Bill, I'll, I'll piggyback off of that. Shout out to, uh, to my, my parents. Mama texted me today. Love you, mom. Miss you. Uh, and then I wanted to say shout out to all the Texas Hokies uh, who may or may not have been affected by the the snowstorm in Austin. Uh, it's it really has been devastating what's going on down there with the weather. So uh, thinking about anybody who's been affected, uh, Hokie or not, I mean honestly, just really uh, to anyone who has been affected by what's gone on down there, you know, we're thinking about you, praying for you, and and all that. So Pat, take us home, man. Co-sign that, Grayson. And, uh, yeah, a couple shout-outs here. Shout-out to the Charlotte Hokies. Looking forward to to meeting some of you guys at some point, whenever. Uh, shout-out to the Cheapies. Uh, you know who you are. Shout-out Don V. Don V was back on Don V Fridays this week. And, man, I love listening to that guy. He is so funny. Uh, a lot of fun. Not safe for work. You know, definitely a more PG-13 uh, type podcast but man don v is just he's just so funny uh so shout out don v and uh yeah that's about it i think that's all we got here all right everybody have a fantastic week uh getting into springtime i know pat's excited um but we'll uh we'll come back at you soon and we got some awesome content coming out on the website here uh but we will talk to you soon take care everybody Time to wander, tripping in the sand We smoke out windows, drink till we can't stand But I saw you dance like you want to in my head And all that she said is Oh, I know what you're thinking Please don't go to sleep